There's Ariana Grande getting the wrong Chinese letters tattooed on her. Fast fashion selling altered cheapos. People on TikTok discovering Asian food through Trader Joe's. The children of immigrants have always faced a certain stigma with their culture in America, yet today we see big brands taking it and repackaging it for more culturally adventurous Americans. The question we ask today is, is this really progress or is this the gentrification of our own ethnic culture? I'm your host Erica and we're here today with a number of guests to talk about culture, assimilation, and appropriation. Our first guest is a remarkably outspoken sophomore who's willing to share some of her strong opinions about the topic. So we're lucky here to have Sarah here with us today. So Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, I'm Sarah. I go to Viewpoint Schools and I'm a sophomore. I'm also half Chinese and half white. So Sarah and I actually went on to discuss what is or is not cultural appropriation. And here she gives us some very useful insight. It shouldn't be where we have to differentiate between culture appropriation and what is culture appropriation because it should be distinct in what we see. One major event that has occurred has been Mahjong sets becoming culturally appropriate. So the event and the scandal in question here is actually the Mahjong line where three white creators marketed the price of the new Americanized Mahjong at $400 and also managed to discredit the original Chinese traditions and call it boring. Right, so do you think um, once they pay tribute to the history, um, you know, it would be okay. Personally, even if it had been paid tribute, it should be understood that this culture is not one to be tampered with because it is an origin from way back where China were, was the beginning of how this came about. So I personally do not think because if they knew how much this meant to many Chinese people, they would not choose to disrespect it by making it something else. She also proceeded to give me her feelings on being a mixed second-generation immigrant and whether she associates more with American or Chinese culture. Personally, having grown up in America for my entire life, I personally think American culture has been the greatest impact on me. Although it has been the greatest impact on me, though, Chinese culture has played a heavy part of my life due to my mother always influencing me, making me realize Chinese traditions and cultures. She also addressed the question of whether Eastern traditions and education is perhaps too harsh on its children compared to Western ones. These people have grown up with their generations of grandparents, great-grandparents, raising their kids to be the way that they are now. And tampering with those traditions will make it so that the line of Chinese people to come will be different. So I personally think that is right. It may not be right to foreigners and Westerners or people that live in Italy or Germany or different countries, but with Chinese culture, Chinese people understand the impact of how that makes children the way they are. While on the topic, I've decided to ask her how she would perhaps choose to educate her children and whether she will teach them about Chinese culture in the future as a second generation immigrant. I personally think that my kids should have both sides of my white and Western ways and my Chinese and cultural ways, because when it comes to bringing them up and having them have a splendid life and how they want to be, I don't want them to be targeted toward a certain country. It should be what they believe in and how they want to see the culture. But I think that the culture being taught should be important to them and understanding. 
So Sarah gave us some great insight into what it feels like to be the daughter of a nation with so many conflicting identities. Next, we'll go on to talk to our debate coach who has taught us a lot about ourselves. So we're really lucky to have Coach K here with us today. So Coach K, tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Jordan Keene, and I was born and raised in Texas, but most of my family comes from the Philippines, so I was really raised around that culture. Um, I moved to California about two years ago, year and a half, and I've been working as a speech and debate coach for about 10 years. As Jordan and I discussed what it means to be a racial minority in America, she also notably gave me a very good explanation of what can or cannot be considered as cultural appropriation here. We all know that there's been a lot of discussion recently about what is and is not cultural appropriation. So what are your thoughts on it? I think the biggest defining factor with cultural appropriation is, are you profiting off of something that is like not inherently yours, right? And if you are profiting off of that, are you giving back to that community? Because I can fully accept that people are able to learn from different cultures, absorb different cultures. And I love sharing my culture with other people. I completely agree with that idea. But I think the biggest problem comes from, especially people in the white community, taking from our culture, taking from uh, something that we have been shamed for a lot of times, mm -hmm. and then making a profit off of it, never paying like any kind of respect to that community and never giving back to it either. Sorry for the slight rig verb, uh, I'm filming this section in the bathroom, but with her definitions in mind, I proceeded to ask Jordan what her opinion was on the sudden love Americans developed for ethnic culture, and as we were put it in 2016, their sudden wokeness. Whitewashing and taking of sort of um, something that, you know, Americans find pleasing and then leaving the rest behind. What, what, are, you, what are your opinions on that? I, I have so many thoughts on this. But. <laughs> I, um, so one one story that comes to mind when you ask about this, I was like when I was in high school and mm -hmm. I was regularly told by my peers that the Philippines was, oh my gosh, the Philippines was like the bad Asian, the dirty Asians. Um, I was told that God made the Philippines first and then he realized all his mistakes and made the rest of Asia. And I was also told that I was like the N word of Asia as well. And okay. so like hearing all those things, but then at the same time, I see people who would like love the things that I brought back from the Philippines and say, oh my God, I love this bag. You have to bring these back for me. I'm like, you can't call me the N word of the Philippines and then ask me to go buy you things. And then of course, now we're seeing more and more people, you know, falling in love with different things from Asian culture. And that's great. I, I love seeing my culture represented and that's really amazing. But at the same time, if you're taking all those things but still participating in this incredibly racist and disturbing behavior, I, I, just, I, don't want, I don't want to share it with you. I don't want you to have that culture with me. Like I want to share my culture with so many people, but if this is how you're going to share in it with me, please, please stop. Jordan's story looked into something that we would like for people outside of our culture to take away. Remember, Learning and experiencing a culture is something that we will all gladly welcome, but at the end of it, we would like for you to acknowledge all of it, including both the good and the bad. Mm -hmm.